Hey there guys, it's Tom from the Shoots and Jobbers podcast. Before the podcast does begin, there's something that, as a wrestling podcast, I feel like we have an obligation to address. Uh, basically, since we last filmed the podcast, the time between last podcast and this podcast, uh, there's been some really sad news coming out of the wrestling world. Uh, there's been two passings of wrestlers, and I wanted to give a tribute to these wrestlers, talk about them, because the fact is, without these wrestlers and without these amazing people... You know, we wouldn't have a podcast. It's wrestlers that keep this podcast going. And these two wrestlers who passed away were big parts of many people's lives and ours included. So I want to talk about Ryan Smile first. He's a British wrestler. He uh, sadly lost his life uh, after losing his battle with mental health at the age of 31. And he was very popular in the UK scene, very loved in the UK scene. There was lots of there was lots of what's the word emotion coming from the uk scene very upset that he's passed and as we are too you know we our podcast puts a very heavy focus on the british wrestling scene and it's people like ryan who have shaped the scene into what it is today uh, and i think his death also reinforces that you know you should always check up on your friends ryan smile might have been this big muscly pro wrestler but end of the day we all have feelings inside, and you never know what someone's going through. Uh, and I think Ryan was an amazing person, and it's a massive tragedy that he's gone. And thoughts and condolences go out to his family, friends, uh, and anyone who was associated with him and had a, any sort of relationship with him. So rest in peace to you, Ryan. Uh, and, of course, there was also recently the passing of Tracy Smothers, a former ECW TNA star, uh, obviously, this one kind of hits home to me, me being a big TNA fan. I mean, I remember Tracy Smothers from TNA Hardcore Justice 2010, where he had one of the funniest lines of all time, basically saying he was... Uh, he said something to, like, the opposing team during his match. It was hilarious. But he recently passed away, too. Uh, and, again, you know, he's been he's been about everywhere. He's been around for ages. Like I said, ECW, TNA, like... And I'm probably missing out some promotions there, but he's been around for ages. He's changed a lot of lives. And again, same with him, very popular wrestler, lots of uh, emotion and outpouring from the wrestling community and wrestlers alike who were inspired by him. And it's another tragedy. Thoughts and condolences to his friends, family. Uh, rest in peace to Tracy Smothers. I also thought it was important that at the start of this podcast, we kind of do a thing where, like, a bit where we say we've got some really sad news uh, and it's regarding, like, it's a joke within the podcast about Otis uh, and I think something like that, it may have came off as insensitive given what happened, which is also why I wanted to address this at the very start, just so you know that that uh, little bit we did at the start of the podcast isn't, you know, meant to come off as insensitive. It's just purely a joke about Otis losing money in the bank uh but yeah rest in peace ryan rest in peace tracy let's begin the podcast one what is going on everyone and welcome to the shoots and jobbers podcast but this isn't episode 12 this is season two episode one i'll explain why in just a sec first of all i'm your co-host tom or talks and wrestling being joined by your boy sean carraher let's go ireland's number one wrestling fan apparently. and of course uh, mr fergus adley that's me now do one of you want to explain why this is a very special episode? Um, uh, 
Sean. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, so basically, this has been a long time coming. Taking too long. Fergus, explain. Um, so basically, what happened was we decided to set all the podcast uh, about a couple of months ago when we were kind of. Oh, okay, so oh, basically, uh, we recorded all our podcasts through Zoom in the past couple of months due to the fact that we. Uh, well, there's a pandemic going on, and due to the fact we all live in separate locations, yeah. other than them two who live in a house together. But and also, we actually did this. This was a worldwide podcast. We were filming. We were recording from Dubai. At one point, we were doing three different countries at once. It's kind of mad. That's commitment. But, um, Dedication. We are in a studio together. An actual and, and studio. Wait, studio. We're in an actual this. studio. Listen to this. That's the sound of me and Sean high-fiving in the same room. Yeah, we've got a high-tech studio provided by a university, which finally we were able to book out, and we might finally be able to get these on like a weekly schedule. We will, we will. We will now have a weekly schedule where we will be recording every week in the same location. Everything works. It's an actual, like we physically could not ask for a better studio than this. Yeah, this is like a proper high-tech studio. It's industry standard. It literally is. I would be willing to say that this is probably one of the more... Better. That's what was sold anyway. Well, we are. This well, is, is. This know, is like this how is many like how many wrestling podcasts out there have like this Genuinely. production that's value? True. That's true. This, Obviously, this we got this for free because like we university students. So in, in two years, we're done out here. <laughs> 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 we're two years. We have to over. figure something out after <laughs> we finish university. We're gonna have to make our own studio. We'll have to get someone else to book it for us. Maybe we could like we'll, get we'll, Otis. We'll, we'll use a uni <laughs> student. We'll make friends with first years. Exactly. Get the bookers for it while we while we finish uni. We would like to just start this podcast. By just making a statement, I'm sure many of you saw a Twitter post. Yeah, um, sad news today. Unfortunately, um, Otis uh, has left the podcast. He's decided to part ways with the podcast. Um, he didn't have a good night last Sunday at Hell in a Cell. He lost his briefcase. I can't believe we're never going to get to see Otis as world champion. I'm heartbroken, man. I'm actually heartbroken. But as of now, um, Otis is no longer a member of the podcast, so we're not going to be referencing him as much. Um, but anyway, Tom, what have we got coming up on today's show? Well, today we actually watched NXT. It's like the first time we watched NXT in a really long time. I watch NXT weekly. I, I genuinely oh, do you? Do. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm, this was this was kind this of was does. my first time since like I think I I only usually watch like takeovers. I think mm, I watched yeah. last time I watched like Takeover Thirty One. Uh, great American, not Great American Bash. Um, what's it? Oh, in, in your, your house, house. In, in your house. house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Takeovers are always really good. I really like yeah. takeovers. I just haven't been invested in NXT TV for a while. But this maybe we could get back into it. Yeah. Maybe not on a certain aspect, but we'll get there because mm-hmm. I'm very annoyed about a certain thing. <laughs> but before we get into that, obviously there was Hell in a Cell and Bound for Glory this week, which we can kind of skim through that because yeah. that's mm-hmm. all. You know, it's Thursday now; it's kind of been covered to death. Uh, I think most people listening to this will know what happened. Yeah. Will have heard everyone's perspectives on it. And um, so also, we can, we can also, just skim through that really quick. Um, seeing as this is season two, um, I think we are. We have got an inductee in the Shooting Jobbers Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, we're introducing a brand new segment. We were meant to do this on the Hustle Malone episode. Which one? The one where we had all those technical difficulties. Oh, shit. We were meant that, to do it was, there, but I think we, Zoom. For- we forgot about it because we kept on getting like, cut out. It was just out. too much effort. Yeah, yeah. and so we're going to do a, a Hall of Fame segment where, similar to the Cultaholic podcast, they each nominate someone. I don't. Should we do a vote? It should be a public vote from like our Twitter. Well, I mean... Yeah, okay. All three people who will vote on our Twitter. Yeah, I was going to say. Either easy. way, like, we'll, get, just, yeah. we'll get actual outside people at Hustle. We'll vote. Yeah. Yeah. Our Twitter. Yeah. yeah. We'll get oh, some by the way, follow us on Twitter, out, at Shoots and Jobbers. I'll promote that more on my YouTube channel so that people yeah. actually can vote. Awesome. I, mean, I can do a community post on my channel or something like that. Oy, we can, we can figure something out, but yeah. we'll do that towards the end so you can have some time to think about your nominees, who you want to nominate. Yeah. 
Um, I made a joke earlier that I was going to nominate myself, but I realized I'll probably get no votes. Actually, <laughs> no, if, we, if we did a community if, vote on my channel, I'd probably win by yeah, a landslide. Yeah, 100%. But I don't <laughs> think you want to be the first ever Hall of Fame. I think I do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do. Anyway, um, let's run through Hell in a Cell real quick. Um, did any of you guys watch the pre-show? I think it was True, God, no. it was on the pre-show. Truth and Gulak 24-7 oh, yes. championship. Drew Gulak beat up Lil Jimmy and said John Cena sucks and it pissed <laughs> off our truth. That's what I saw. But we opened with um, Roman Reigns and Jey Uso in the I Quit match. I thought it was a very interesting way to open. Mm. Uh, like I said, we'll skim through this all really quickly, but uh, I thought this was really good. It was really emotional. Storytelling it, at its yeah, best. Like, especially at the end. Storytelling at its best, man. Like, these are some of my like, favorite wrestling match. matches. Yeah. Like, storytelling matches. That's why I enjoy... Punk versus Cena so much. Obviously, as good as, good as this match was, it's not comparable to Punk and Cena. Of course, yeah. Still, this match was Don't really good. Don't bring up his name and makes me cry. It was his birthday recently. Was it? Yeah, it was birthday recently. Best in the world, man. Fair. But uh, yeah, that match that match happened. These two, really good. Roman Reigns won. Uh, he is the tribal chief now, retains the title. He made Jey Uso say, I quit, after I believe he was about to like beat up Jimmy Uso. Yeah, Something because like Jimmy came in and then oh. he put Jimmy yeah. in the in like a guillotine, I think, and then Jay had to quit to this, see. This match was interesting because I felt like for like Jay used to got five minutes of offense in, then it was like the other forty minutes. Roman Reigns just beat just the piss out of him. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I I don't know. I liked it, especially like at the end. You know, whenever there was this uh, there, well, I don't know. His his uncle and his father there. And there's they sort of give him the oh I don't know the name of the little uh, oh it was thing it was Afro the neck and the tri- Sika, of the tri- who were yeah, there, uh, yeah yeah but Afro they give him Sika. the uh, whatever the tribal chief gets the old whatever they got like, some necklace or some shit we yeah. don't really know what it's called anyway uh, next match I apologize next match I didn't even watch it was Elias Jeff Hardy didn't watch I, it. I, I skipped, thought that was literally just through. Elias did one of another live performance yeah Jeff he Hardy won by DQ because yeah. Jeff hit him with a guitar so yeah. moving on. Next match, uh, Miss Vito Otis. Anyway, moving on, because we don't want to talk about that. We can't. Yeah, we uh, we got a restraining, yeah. a restraining order. Yeah. We have a, a legal injunction. We can't mention Otis since he left. Uh, <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who? What are we talking Is about? Is that the guy that won the cut the pipe bomb? Yeah, I believe yeah. that was uh, him. Okay. It was, yeah. Anyway, next match, personal match of the night for me, Sasha Banks and Bailey. I'm surprised mm. this wasn't main event. Yeah, that really, should have been it really should have been. I think I, 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 when I saw that Roman Reigns Uso was opening, I was like, "That's opening because Sasha's Bailey's main event," but yeah. it wasn't, which is kind of odd to me. But really good shit. Like, what, what else can you say about? It? I mean, they've yeah, proven yeah. back in NXT yeah. like how good their chemistry yeah. is, and yeah, uh, I think I think Hustle Malone brought a good point when he came on talking about SummerSlam. He talked about the Mandy Rose Sonya Deville match. When it's two best friends fighting each other, they hit a little harder, and they know yeah. they, they can do a little more. Exactly, so they can yeah. get away with it because they're friends. Yeah, Sasha exactly. and Bailey, I think they did very that. Because if you think there were some brutal bits, yeah. Sasha yeah. Banks might be one of the best Hell in a Cell wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, like genuinely, like there's been three women's yeah, Hell in a Cell matches. Been all she's been in all. They've all been like matched oh, tonight. Shit, the she one, has, yeah. Charlotte one was good. The Becky one was probably my favorite. That mm. was incredible. That was like my match of the year last year, I think. Mm-hmm. Other than Survivor Series. Trying to think what NXT versus maybe we, it was maybe a, like War Games beat it out. But oh were, my god! You absolutely love Survivor Series 2019. Mate, I'm telling you, Survivor Series he 2019. Stop! It was actually it was, really good. That was it was one of my favorite papers. That was the like the last like, time I was proper years. invested in NXT. Yeah, like, mm. like at that point, that's when it was such and a good it, time. It happened out in nowhere. It was such as a good well. time to be a fan at that point because they they did this thing all of a sudden. What happened in Saudi Arabia when when. All the flights were apparently in quotation yeah. marks cancelled. Yeah. Um, other than Brock Lesnar's, obviously, because he's got private. Oh, jet. he of course was fine. And then they were like, "Oh shit, what do we do now?" So like, 
let's just bring NXT and see what they're doing. Because, yeah, they because with the live audiences, they fucking love when NXT What I remember up. about that period was Rhea Ripley was so fucking yes. over. Yes. She and had and Keith so Lee as much, well. But no, Rhea Ripley at that time, that's when... That's she when like, they realised they wanted... That's when Rhea she won the War Games yeah. match. Then she was the sole survivor in the NXT Women's match. Yeah. Then she beat Shayna all in like a week for the title. Mm. Like she was Insane. incredible at that time. Yeah. And I fucking yeah. miss it because, bro, they butchered her. But I think I think she can still come back. I, mm-hmm. I think she's brilliant. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that match last year, Sasha and Becky and like Kofi versus Brian, one of my favorite 2019 yeah. matches. Yeah. But And then again, she had this match here. And like again, like she's just proven time and time again how good she is. And she's one of the best sellers, I think, in the company as well. Mm. She's really good at bumping and selling as well. Like she, she, she would do a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, match tonight for me and Sasha Banks won. Yeah. Hell yes, yes, yes correct. Finally decision, let's finally obviously. have a have a title reign, not losing it after the first um, defense. But yeah, after I'm the really first worried, defense, I'm quite worried because obviously this year NXT isn't involved in Survivor Series for the looks of it. Right. It's Raw versus right. SmackDown, so that's gonna be Sasha Banks versus Ooh. Asuka again. Which makes me think that Asuka's gonna lose the title if beforehand. We, but if we were to, it's scaring me. But what what they're missing out on is if if we were to drop Io Shirai into that, that match oh would be fucking God. insane. Yeah, I the saw scenes. That match I know. I know. Imagine spoiler alert. Candice LeRae into it. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. Candice didn't win. <laughs> we'll get onto that. Oscar, I'm a big rant. Surely, surely, Oscar and Io Shirai had <laughs> some. I'm still insane... laughing if you call her Oscar. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he Asuka and Io would kill it together. Trust man, me. And honestly. then adding Banks to the mix just for a couple spots here and yeah, there would exactly. be so good. Yeah, um, exactly. But anyway, uh, next up we had uh, Bobby Lashley. Bro, versus... I was saying something else about um, Survivor Series. Um, they always changed. At least a couple titles before Survivor Series. Yes, they like do. last year they had the revival mm. lose to New Day. I believe one year they had AJ mm. lose to Daniel Bryan, and like Charlotte Flair won it at one point. Mm-hmm. And they always change change at least like one or two titles before Survivor Series to change the matchups. But, mm. So I have a feeling Asuka's gonna lose because Asuka Sasha Banks has already happened this year. So I've got a sick feeling that Asuka's gonna lose, and I'm gonna be heartbroken. There was also on the Hell in a Cell there was no um, like there, there wasn't a United States Championship defense. There wasn't there was. there was. Was there? Was Next Lashley? Up, yeah, Bobby Lashley defeated Pro. Slapjack. Right, okay. Yeah, right. I didn't realize. No, I didn't well, realize. Well, it was a, a challenge. Mustafa Ali said one member of Retribution versus one member of uh, Hurt Business. Your mm. tweet was really funny, actually. I really <laughs> yeah, I was it. like, it Bobby was... Lashley versus Mia Yim. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that would probably bang. Mate, like, I'm telling you, it inter- probably inter- would be a good right, match. I'm going to address this now because there's a lot of people on Twitter who absolutely hate Yeah, there was lots of arguments over, I think, Jordan Grace over Bound for Glory. She was in one of the matches. I saw a lot of people piping up. But on the indie scene, right? I've yeah. grown up when I, I remember the first time I trained with a woman, I was like, Oh shit, I don't wanna I don't wanna hurt her and I was absolutely kicked really hard and I was like, Okay, so we're actually doing this. Yeah. And then you go to watch matches and intergender matches are genuinely fucking awesome. It doesn't make sense to me how people say it's not realistic when one of the most famous characters in all of wrestling is a fucking zombie. Yeah. But you know, it's man versus woman, not realistic. Okay. But I just think I just <laughs> I think people fun. on Twitter, you need to stop being I can't think of a word. For Snowflakes? Like, snowflake. Not That's, even that. Not even that. Just like, stop pe- trying to gatekeep wrestling. You know stop what I trying mean? to tell people what no, wrestling should be. You're a be. fan for yeah. a reason. You sit there, you watch, you give us money. Yeah, just stop trying, <laughs> like, stop trying to tell people what wrestling should be. Wrestling can literally be anything. Yeah. anything you and that's want. been proven so many times. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I There's just, so many intergender matches that could happen. If, if WWE started doing like intergender, yeah. 
Imagine the matches that could happen. There's so I'm much sorry, but I, I think Charlotte Flair and Seth Rollins could probably have a match for the year. Like, I had Charlotte Flair, could. I think out of any woman she in could the weigh industry, in, like, Char- half the Charlotte Flair. <laughs> like, genuinely, out of anyone, like, I know, like, uh, we talk with Banks. Banks is brilliant. But if you're putting them up against a man, if you're trying to make Charlotte it, like, is the one who can, like, weigh up and size up to the man. you mean, yeah. Like, if, she, if, you know, if she fought, as you said, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is the, is the fucking smaller one. <laughs> yeah. She's one like, of the yeah. She's one of the small people guy. where you can't make the argument that it's not realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whenever people talk about intergender, oh, they're always like, oh, Brock Lesnar, Alexa Bliss. Is they act like Brock yes. Lesnar and Braun Strowman are the only two members on the roster. Yeah, yeah. Bro, Charlotte Flair could and Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler and Nia, Rhea Ripley Nia. and Raquel Gonzalez, they oh, could weigh Shayna in Baszler half. Versus they Brown. could weigh in two oh five live. Do you remember they when, would they could bury that entire roster? Do you remember <laughs> when we took the piss out of like having Nia Jax versus um who was it in the hell in, in the oh, in the bank? Oh, Ray, Ray Mysterio. And we were no Alistair Black. Yes. Alistair Black, and we Black were, there Jax. was that one spot in Money in the Bank where um, Owen Otis squashed Ray Mysterio. Yeah, Owen oh, who squashed Ray Mysterio. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah anyway. it was it was fun. I wish they did some more like intergender stuff in that match, but mm-hmm. they had the opportunity there. Either way, I I, I, like, I would like to see more from that. I was really like disappointed when AEW like said they weren't going to do any of that. Mm. Like someone like Penelope Ford on the Indies, like she does a lot of intergender. You know what they should do with Candice? Have her challenge Johnny Gargano, bro. Oh my days. Imagine that. That would be so sick. Candice LeRae. Bro, I'll get on to this when we get on to Candice, but the way that no one credits her for what she's done for women's wrestling is mad. Like, mm-hmm. she's done a lot for it. And I'll get on to that. I'll talk about that a bit. Anyway, we're rambling. Um, Bobby Lashley Slapjack was the match. It's also relevant. Um, three, three minutes, 50 seconds it lasted. Bobby mm-hmm. Lashley squashed him. And it's a shame because Slapjack is um he's Shane Thorne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shane Thorne's fucking good. He was in. Yeah. He's he was really his, good. He was his like, tag partner in NXT. It when was Nick first Miller. Came in. Yeah. TM61. And they had that really. Yeah, they had a. They had such a good intro song. Um, I just remember like it's just it's annoying because Shane Thorne is good. He's really good, and they could have had a good match here, but ever since they just got these masks, they became like they just became bodies. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they're not wrestlers. They're just bodies. They have no personality. They're just bodies for retribution. Like. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, oh, ma- well. main event was Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre. Again, I thought it started off a bit slow. Mm. I thought the only, like, really notable spot was, like, the table break. Yeah. And even then, they botched it with the camera angle. Like, mm. I'll never forgive WWE's camera work, like, how bad it is. I think... Especially I also, in the cell. It yeah, can get awful, really shit. But I think what was really good is that uh, they did give McIntyre a good run. No crowd or no crowd, right? They gave him a good run. He had a very good proved, run. He proved that he can be over... He's not going to be a one-time champion. He's not going to be a Jinder Mahal. Drew McIntyre is going to be the next generation who's like a ten-time champion. I'm no, so. well, okay, maybe not yeah. ten-time, but but like he will be a multiple-time champion. Like, yeah, this isn't him. No, done. I see what you mean. I agree. <clears throat> um, the only thing that I had the issue with is like, I'm fine. Like, you're, you're right. Drew has had a brilliant run, especially especially for the fact that like he, you know, it was his first title reign. He won at Mania versus Lesnar. You know, he has had a good run. The only thing that sticks for me is like the fact that Orton's won it now no, and I know no, that but no what they're setting up for Orton, yeah, Orton as Edge. we all know they're setting up for Orton Edge at Mania mm-hmm. where it's Edge obvious. will almost certainly win the belt yeah now. and then in the year of our Lord 2021 
Edge, who I love, but Edge will be the WWE champion. But and I don't time, want that. No. Edge and Orton at Backlash had a very good match. And we just did, needed to leave it there. Of... We needed to leave it there. No, I'm okay with having a third match, and I'm okay with the third match being at Mania. I you just don't need to put the WWE title in that match. Yeah. Personally, the, give the it to, match give itself it to Edge, is fine. and then have Seth Rollins be Edge for it. That would be good. But something that did happen... I just want Seth Rollins as champion again, honestly. Is, I miss do you him. remember in 2010 who was champion and who was Mr. Money in the Bank? What, sorry? Who was the Mr. Miz. Money in the Bank Miz. in 2010? Yeah. And, and who Orton. was world champion? Randy, Randy Orton. Orton. They've done really well here's with the that. Here's the thing, here's the thing. Don't. November 22nd, 2010. That's the date Miz cashed it in on Randy Orton to win. You know what November 22nd, 2020 no, is? Survivor Series. Yo! No. It lines up perfectly. They and, could do it. And there's also nah. the... Ed- here's the thing. WWE are fucking cowards and they won't do it. <laughs> so I am not counting on it, but I want to see that badly. And also, I know I know you guys aren't a fan. I know, Sean, you said to me the other day that you don't like seeing the Miz with a world title. And as much as- Yeah. Can I just preface this? I love Miz. He's fantastic. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. It's just the fact that year, like he hasn't been portrayed as a main event of this year at all. Yeah, That's it's just for me it. that it's like, as you said, Tom, he won it in November twenty second, two thousand and ten. The Miz won it ten years ago. He is not world. He's a. He's still great, and I love him and Morrison. But he mark. is not. I think they a missed, world champion right now. I think mm. they missed the mark not having him win it in like twenty eighteen and then feuding with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I think they missed the mark. That was the time to do it. That was. Honestly, you know, they had this thing on Talking Smack in 2016. Yeah. Daniel Bryan returned from injury. Like, that was the time to do it. Mm -hmm. Have the Miz win it then and feud with Bryan. That was the time. I really thought it was, but. True. I've always been a huge fan of the Miz and I always will be. And I just think we need a little period in WWE where we have a little random few champions. Like, do you remember? Unpredictability. You know what I mean? Like, in the post Lesnar era. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Do you know? Do you remember when we yeah. had Alberto Del Rio was a champion at some point? Oh, yeah. We talked with him. Well, he sucked. <laughs> but like <laughs> he we did had, suck. Yeah. We had Ziggler was at one point. Yeah, we had all sucked, these. Li- we had these little champions. I am okay <laughs> with Ziggler's world title reign just because of that money in the bank cash in. Oh yeah, that was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yo, that, the trio of him, AJ and Biggie, was such a good trio. And I then he, them. and then whenever he lost it, he put up uh, a brilliant performance against Del Rio, selling wise. I can't believe he lost though. But anyway, I just continue for it. It's just a bit of a bummer that the two, the two champions at the moment, or that well, I'm talking like if we have um, Drew and Randy, and then we talk Reigns because they saw like the three who were just then. Um, they're three of the biggest people in the company right now, bar the Miz, not the Miz, uh, bar the Fiend and um, Seth Rollins. Well, no, Liv Morgan. Not, oh, Seth. Where is Seth? Roman Reigns. Right, yeah. He's he's the best to company right now, Ruben. But anyway, um, I just think we've got people who are too big for champions at the moment, which shouldn't be a bad thing. Mm. But I don't know. I'm just very interested to see what they've done, what they're going to do with this money in the bank because they've sort of fucked it from the start. <laughs> yeah, uh, AJ should have won it. Yeah, I think 100%. we all agree on that. AJ or that Alistair Black. I went Alistair Black. Or, 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 or even Baron Corbin. Or never Baron Corbin. Or Liv never, ever Baron Corbin. Anyway. I think it's just a shame because even the women's money in the bank, we didn't get like a proper money in the bank run. Obviously, yeah. Asuka winning the title was great, yeah. but we didn't get like a proper run with the briefcase where she like teases cash-ins. Because mm-hmm. well, I said this months ago, I think Asuka would have been amazing with that. She could have mm-hmm. had such an entertaining run with the briefcase. But anyway, let's wrap that up. Uh, Randy Orton won. Decent match. Good show overall. Yeah. I, I was happy. I was happy with the show overall. All right. Uh, before we go to Halloween Havoc, I'll sc- I'll very quickly skim over Banff Glory. Did you guys watch anything for Banff Glory or Nah? No. Oh God, no. no. 
Fair enough. I'm sorry. It was a very good show. I'll say that. I trust anyway, you. We opened with a six-way uh, scramble match, but it wasn't really a scramble match. Because you know how the scramble match is like there's it's a time like the limit last pin, and there's the interim yeah. champion. It wasn't yeah. like that. It was just a six-pack, one full match. Oh, nice. Really good, though. Really great way it's opened. Felt like the prime TNA X division here. Oh, nice. Not, not you know, suicide and Chris Daniels nearly dying, but... Remember that. I was 11 years ago. At we can dream. This was really good. Um, this was uh, Jordan Grace. Like I said, she could easily hang with any of the guys here. Mm. Uh, what I really like about Impact is that they do regular intergender and it's just all integrated. Yeah. Uh, again, really good. Rohit retains. Uh, I was wrong about Rohit. I thought he was just like a really like cowardly heel, not the best wrestler, but he's actually, he's very good. He's very, very good. And he retains. Anyway, uh, the intergender Call Your Shot gauntlet match uh, where the winner gets a title shot of their choice. And of course, Rhino and Heath had their little stipulation. Oh shit, what happened with that? Because you told us about it in the last one. I was really actually Yeah, Heath was what... meant to win apparently, but he right. got injured. So in the end, Rhino won. Oh, uh, oh so, shit, okay. So Rhino gets the title shot and Heath gets hired. That makes... Wait, uh, so but did, also did in Rhino this... start then? Was Rhino yeah, Rhino was number one. Number one. Jesus. And it was him and Sammy Callahan, final two. Uh, also in this match, uh, we had some surprise appearances. Uh, number two in the match was Davari. From... Not WWE Davari, oh. Sean Davari, former Impact X Division champion. Oh, Sheik, shit. He okay. was called Sheik Abdul Bashir. Uh, oh. But this time around, he came as Davari. And I think that's because when he was Sheik Abdul Bashir, he had a very racist theme song, which was literally <laughs> just a plane crash. No oh. joke. Oh, my God. So I'm goodness. very sure that's why he was just Davari here. Jesus. That's what everyone was saying. But he oh, came out as number nice. two. Uh, Hornswoggle made an appearance. Oh, oh my I love him. Oh, yeah. I he, beg, he made I the, beg we book him appearance. for our anniversary. Yeah, we need to book him when the Shoots and Jobbers wrestling promotion starts. Yeah. And he can be our champion. He's going he's, he's to be our GM. <laughs> he, should, he, should, he should be he's, the GM champion. He's going to be a GM and we bring like a little stool to the ring every time or like he sits on my shoulders. Every match is a WLC match. <laughs> <laughs> but he made an appearance uh, last year, uh, Banff Royal 2019, in that battle royale. He made another one this year. Uh, but the main appearance that uh, we were excited about, James Storm appeared in this match. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. really fucking awesome. I don't think he's being signed long-term, which is a shame. Because he's, he's still a, currently in NWA. He's in NWA. He's still a tag champ in NWA with wow. Eli Drake. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he's being signed long-term, but just seeing him, like, he's... Damn, that is very cool. He's one of the all-time greats in TNA and yeah, Impact. Sure. I mean, he tag teams, one of the best tag team wrestlers of all time. I mean... Mm. With Chris Harris, with Bobby Roode, Abyss, sure. Christopher Daniels, Eli Drake. He's won titles with all of them. And, of course, former world champion, TV champion. Yeah. So awesome seeing him. And really unexpected. It really caught me off guard because um, I, was, I wanted Taya Valkyrie to win this match. And uh, she had just got eliminated as his music hits. So I was like, oh, fuck. So I was, like, focusing on that. I was, like, really pissed off about that. All of a sudden, I see, like, a guy with a cowboy hat walk out. I'm like, no fucking way. Yeah, I was really gassed, but... That was really um, awesome to see him again. He's, that was pretty cool. He's always been great. He's yeah. one of the most consistent people of all time. He's still good, even in NWA. Yeah, he's still, he's still, doing he can still go. Stuff. He's Especially, amazing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so he he came, he came to the final four. It was him, Heath, Callahan, and Rhino. Obviously, Rhino won. Uh, some other stuff happened. I think uh, Tommy Dreamer did a Road Warrior Animal tribute where him and Hornswoggle did a Doomsday device to Oi. Brian Myers. Oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> it was pretty that. cool. Uh, Brian so, Myers like dominated. He got like six eliminations or something. So Brian Myers has officially been signed to Impact then. I believe so. Yes. Because they had that thing where it was a massive middle finger to WWE when yeah. they did. Um, what show is it? Do we even watch? I actually watched Impact. Was Slammiversary? Slammiversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he appear on that show? Yeah, I think he, he did. On the, they I think had, he appeared on the they Impact had, after. They had, sure. Impact, uh, they, they, they had Impact. They had Myers. Um, 
Matt Cardona. No, no, no. They, Matt Cardona hasn't Matt debuted in Impact Cardona's at all. Been, you're thinking of AEW right there. No, and when, uh, you know that Brian photo? That debut- photo. Oh, what, them all doing the middle finger? Yeah. No, I know what you mean, yeah. But that was them, the good brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, it doesn't, it's not important. Rhino as well. It's not important anyway. Um, Next match was Moose versus EC3. A cinematic match. Really Ooh. good. Oh, really? And Moose won. Oh, no. EC3 lost. Oh, no. Yeah, but did you see his oh, promo no, no, no. after the match? Yeah, I did. Oh, man. I, but that was I think it all makes banging. sense. Because there's all like this deeper storyline going into it. I think... Uh, there's lots of theories going around about it, which I think is really cool. And the theory going around is that like, he lost because he's getting rid of his past or something like that, and he's now he's like controlling his own narrative. I don't think he's been signed to a contract because he's a he's in Ring of Honor now. Like, he's doing stuff for them as well, and it wasn't on Impact this past Tuesday, so I'm not sure if he's staying in Impact or he's like doing both. And there's a whole storyline going on. Hmm. But at the moment, I think that's better for EC3. I hmm. think after how he got fucked over in WWE, I think it's only fair that he can just do what he wants. Yeah, like let him, don't let him, let him go to yeah. any promotion he wants and just let him do his thing. Like yeah. he should have create. I think because I'm sure he was fine with losing. So, I mean, mm. This was like all him, I'm sure of it. Like he yeah. probably had creative control over all of this. But, yeah, really, it was a really good match. Like really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, both of them were busted open like mad, and it was really fun. Uh, mm. Ken Shamrock, Eddie Edwards. I didn't watch, uh, but Ken Shamrock won. Uh, he was also a Hall of Famer now. So congrats to him. Yeah. Uh, the Rock yeah. made his appearance on oh. Impact. Yes. Not only an Impact, really but the pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The Rock got pre-showed. Yeah, because they do the Hall of Fame uh, as a as pre-show. pre-show. Yeah. Why? Imagine The Rock Jeez. coming it's to like... an, your promotion and you say, "Yeah, we'll just chuck in the pre-show." We should do him as a warm-up match for our Shoes and Joes promotion. Yeah. Well, him versus Hornswoggle is the first yeah, match. Yeah. For the for the right to the GM and he loses to Hornswoggle. Yeah. And because and then Hornswoggle becomes the GM and then makes himself the world champion because he has the authority to do that. <laughs> So yes, if uh, if Set every um, every wrestling buff ever. Shoots job is wrestling. SJW. What a promotion it's gonna be. So yes, if uh, if Rock the Dwayne Johnson is listening, you come on our podcast. I I guess. Yeah, sure. Also, if Hornswoggle is listening, <laughs> you can come on the podcast too. I guess we'll let you. You might be on the pre-show for the podcast, but we'll let you. Anyway, for the next match, we have the four-way tag match for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. Mostly Machine Guns, Alex Shane and Chris Sabin defend against the North. The Good Brothers and Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. The result of this match surprised me, but it makes sense now. Uh, supposedly Alex Shelley injured out for two months. Uh, so the North actually regained the titles, which personally I think was the right team out of the other three because if the Good Brothers won, then they've already won it and there's like no chase. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I True. think they could chase the titles True. and have really good feuds with a bunch of other tag teams before they win it. Uh, and the North have proven how good they are. The Ethan North Page... Brilliant. Josh Alexander, so, so good. Uh, I hope to see the Motor City Machine Guns back soon. Mm. Uh, one of my favorite tag teams of all time. Two of the best to ever do it, as I've said, like, many times. They are just very brilliant. But yeah, North Retain, and this was a, sorry, Regain. Really good match as well. Really, really good. Uh, next up was the match that I was most excited for. However, it didn't happen. Uh, Diona Peraza was set to defend the title against Kylie Ray. Uh, Kylie Ray's music hit, but she never came out. Uh, supposedly there is a reason she missed uh, the event. Uh, hasn't really been revealed, so, so I guess... So it is, sto- is like, storyline, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure it's storyline. I think there Holy is a legit shit. reason, but I, was, I don't really want to get into it if it's, like, personal stuff. We yeah, can yeah, kind yeah. of, like, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, whatever's going on with Kylie, hope you're okay. Hope to see you soon. Uh, but I, I think that would have been a great match. But either way, um, Dionne Prazo comes out. She makes an open challenge to anyone, and Sue Young appears. Uh, Sue Young... 
is the alter ego of Susie. Uh, she's like the undead bride. Right, okay. If you know, if you mm. ever watched like 2018 Impact. Uh, and yeah, um, this match was really good. As I've said multiple times, Dionne Prazer won one of the best in the world. Um, however, Sue Young won, and I think that was really questionable. Hmm. Um, especially given that Dionna just signed a contract. Yeah. And she's lost the title. And I think, I just think she had so much more to do. I was really pissed off in my review that I was really angry about it because there's so much more she can do, man. Like, there's hmm. so many women on the Impact roster she hasn't faced. We haven't seen her versus Tyre, her versus Tinil Dashwood. Rosemary, Jessica Havoc. There's a lot of people yeah. she can face, and I just wanted to see her hold the title for like a year. Like, why? Why <laughs> just, not? Just a, let's just say a year. Yeah, but no, really, I would. I would like yeah, to see a really weird. long reign. But whenever a champion loses on an open challenge, it is always weird. Especially yeah. when, as you said, if there is actual reasons behind it. But like, it just makes me unsure what the Cardi Ray match result would have been then. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like, if what yeah. would what would that have been? And now, if it didn't happen for, as you said, any reason, we don't know what thought process happened. Yeah. They are having a rematch next week, and I kind of have a feeling Dionna might win it back for some reason because um, mm. on this week's Impact, like Susie, like really destroyed Dionna. Uh, wrestling logic always dictates that, like, yeah. when you like destroy last, your opponent before a pay per view, the you last person lose. to stand tall. Yeah, exactly. Loses. So I have a feeling she could win. Honestly, win the title back. Maybe there's something to do with Kylie because Kylie and Susie were partners. Basically, what happened? Kylie and Susie were partners. Diona faced Susie at Victory Road last month and broke her arm with like the chair. Oh. And then she was off TV after that, and now she's returned as Suyo in the new alter ego. She's kind of been like resurrected almost. Right. So maybe something could happen with that. Who knows? We'll Interesting. See, we'll see what happens. Very good match, though. I can't put that... Uh, I can't stress enough. Yeah. Well, I didn't like the result. I sh- you should never let the result take away how good a match was. And this was really good. Like, Dionna continues to kill it. Main event, Rich Swan versus Eric Young, Impact World Championship. What a pleasant surprise yeah, this was. you said that. What a really pleasant surprise this was. Match of the night right here. Match really? of the night. Eric Young, he can still go. Like, I... When he returned, really? I was kind of like, eh... Because I wanted EC3 to return to that five-way. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was, like, eliminated second. I was like, what's the hell's the point? And then he won the title, like, a month later. I was like, okay. I guess. But him and Rich Swan had a really great match here. Like, really, really good. Like, it was, like, it went, like 20-plus minutes. And, oh, like, obviously, I wasn't invested in Eric Young at first. But this match made me invest in him. Mm. But he actually lost to Rich Swan, And I kind of... Now I kind of wish he won because he wasn't champion for that long. And, again, I feel like there's more he could do. Yeah. Yeah, but Rich Swan is like a genuinely really, really. Yeah, he's a great awesome. athlete. He's yeah, a great really, athlete. really good. And WWE had such an opportunity for him. Well, I think they... the issue with him was he was champion, and that's when he like Neville returned shortly after as the king of the cruiserweights. Oh yeah, yeah and like yeah. Neville at that time was, was incredible. Like, he, he was carrying that division. Was yeah. sure. He saved the cruiserweight division. Like he did. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. And that, that's the reason yeah. why they Rich Swan had to drop it because Neville was like too good not to win it at that point. Yeah, Rich Swan, he's managed to redeem himself. I mean, he's world champion in Impact now, so fair play to him. Fair. And again, really good match. And every match on this show was good. Um, bar the pre-show match, which I wasn't a fan of. Um, the Dinas beating the Rascals, because the Rascals are very good and deserve better. Mm. But yeah, no, I was a really big fan of the show, and I'm going to continue to watch Impact. Nice. Uh, especially after this week's episode, while well, just touching this briefly, someone was shot on Impact, and they're doing a who shot Johnny Bravo 
goodness. Um, Storyline. Like, where really was he shot? Where was he shot? Like at his wedding with Rose. No, no. Like where? Where was he shot? His body, his head. His well, arm, I think it was his, his chest. They were doing the wedding. Right, the, the, okay. the lights went out. You see a bang. The lights come back on. Uh, he's like oh, dead God. on the floor with a gunshot wound. I love it. Um, it I'm, sounds, I'm investing in it. That sounds like some real good. That sounds good so. Really that sounds so perfectly impact wrestling. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because lo- this is not the first time that they have quote unquote killed someone. Oh yeah, Mickey James got thrown Mickey James a train got just track. chucked in front of a train. Ali, who's the oh. bunny now? She got her, like her throat slit by like Rosemary or someone. <laughs> They're weird. Like Luchasaurus got killed in Impact as well. That, he, this is like if Luchasaurus we made a one-off appearance in Impact in the Undead Realm before he was like famous. And I think Rosemary just like stabbed him. If we if like, we were to book yeah. any show, it, I feel like we'd be very impact style. With yeah, the way, shoots with, and job with wrestling is gonna be. Mm. We're gonna book like impact. Hornswoggle is gonna get killed off. <laughs> In our first, well, Tom, you will book it like impact. Fergus will go a step further and he'll go full WCW. He'll book it like Vince Mate. Russo, the Scunthorpe's Mate. scraps. <laughs> the get, oh yeah, people don't on, know. I genuinely people don't know about the greatest stipulation of all time, the Scunthorpe scrap. I did the John Lester Eddie Coleman brawl. <laughs> <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah. I think I Eddie genu- Kingston won that. I genuinely think like if if we have the time, we genuinely should do like videos where we do. Um, journey of wrestling. Well, should we start like a journey of wrestling for like shoots and jobbers wrestling? I genuinely Necro- think we or, like, should. A for it. Because, mm. but it we, would need, be we really need funny. we need to get back on our journey of wrestling. I miss we it, man. It we need to at least do like WrestleMania and stuff. At least, yeah. Do that. Context. Got, um, over lockdown, <laughs> we started to do um, journey of wrestling, which is a web game where you sort of just book everything. Yeah, and we've all it. got our sort of styles. I think I own NXT. Yeah, you're NXT, you're AEW. I'm main roster WWE. Yes. So, yeah. and you so basically just draft people from all over the Indies and WWE. My AW. champions are Brock Lesnar, Lance Archer, uh, Charlotte Flair, and Kenny and uh, Omega and Adam Page. And basically, um, I the way I see how I should book this is it's all determined off who wrestles, basically if it's a face or a heel, uh, what type of match it is, how crazy the stipulation is. And I was just booking war games uh, on every single, every single game, every single, game. <laughs> every single weekly show. show. Didn't you and do I was a sc- getting five stars. You did stars. a Scunthorpe scrap. Yeah, it was all the way in Scunthorpe. You flown them all the way out, and you do a squash. Yeah, it was, <laughs> and it was all like a one-star match. Yeah, you squash. didn't you do like a, a stable? It was like Kip Sabian and Cesaro and someone else. Yeah, I put all the European wrestlers. You should put on them it, in a stable. In Scunthorpe. Yeah, but weren't you anyway, meant, wasn't one of your goals to put like Janella? Kushida in a, yeah. and yeah, someone else was saying one of mine was to make Biggie a main eventer it's, I need to figure weird. out how to do that it's but. really weird but anyway, anyway let's move on um, I guess we can talk about Halloween Havoc now yeah play yeah. Halloween Havoc jingle um, jingle bells jingle bells you no. have no okay, okay so anyway Halloween Havoc. very professional studio. first thing I want to say Shorty Blackheart as the host was fucking brilliant. Yes, she, she was. She was really, so really good. good. She did such she a good job. Really got into the role as like this scary, like almost like a witch. Like the way yeah. she laughed, her, her tone of voice. She was brilliant. Sure. I am a like, like I said previously. I don't. I'm not really invested in too many people in NXT. Shorty Blackheart is one of the people that I am really, really invested in. I For think. Sure. I think she was really cool in this. Um, so basically, uh, if you didn't know what Halloween Havoc was, um, it, obviously a huge pay-per-view back in the day. WCW um, pay-per-view. And NXT have previously done the Great American Bash uh, in your house. And now they've done um, Halloween Havoc. So there was a few matches on there. So we'll just run down the cards. So there was Gargano versus Damian Priest, uh, Santos Escobar versus Jake Atlas, uh, Cameron Grimes versus Dexter Loomis, Ripley versus Gonzalez, um, and... Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. Yes, that as well. Um, 
and it was it was a really all in all very good pay per view. Um, really enjoyed it. Agreed. Um, and it was really good how so basically bit of context if you didn't watch it. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart hosted the night as Tom said, and she had this epic wheel on stage. It was like really cool. It was the the spin the wheel and make a deal. So she spun the wheel and it had a different stipulation. Uh, so Gargano uh, and Damian Priest had the Devil's Playground match. Um, and it was very disappointing because Gargano mm-hmm. is champion once again. Well, I think it's disappointing in the context of the later result. Yeah. Because yeah. that changes a lot of things for one person mm-hmm. where... Yeah. Well, again, we'll get on to that, but... I, I again I only watch, I only watched the second hour of this, I should yeah. say. I yeah. only watched a couple of the matches. The um so I didn't get to watch the first so but ba- I also did see uh a return that happened next. I did see that. Um so basically what happened towards the end of the match is uh Damian Priest dominated. I I'd like to say he he did really well in the match, looked as if he was gonna win, and then someone came in and scream mask, because you know it's Halloween Havoc, um and uh dropped um Damian Priest with a, a steel pipe. Uh referee told the mystery man off. And then Gargano drops Priest with a DDT out of, out of all the moves he could have done. Um, and then the Mystery Man came with a tombstone um, from the set, gave it to Gargano. Gargano smashes it over Priest, knocking him off the set down to the concrete below. New champion. That's literally the match. It, it yeah. was weird. It was like it was a bit of a false count anywhere. Yeah. Um, so we don't know who this Mystery Man is. Yeah, I it's, think it's, it's any theories. Indy Hartwell, from what I know. Right. He was like she's kind of aligned herself with Candice and Johnny recently. Right. Okay. Uh, I think it was meant. It wasn't actually her body here because she like had like she was on Hicks of COVID or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Right. But apparently WWE are gonna say it was her or something like that. Right. right. Because like, she's been helping them out and stuff. But mm. yeah, interested to see. Mm, yeah, but for me, it's like uh, like Organo's good, but realistically, he's done everything. I was, I, like, yeah, he's done everything. Like oh, he's the first. Send him to Impact. He's the first. Send him to Impact. Yeah, we don't want him anymore. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, you know, I mean, this is he's the first. I believe he's the first uh, two-time. He was North the first American champion, American, triple yeah. crown champion in general. Yeah, he I was. Think he was the first. Yeah, he's yeah. The first now two-time. he's the first two-time champion. Yeah, yeah. You're right. He is. Yeah, and uh, it's like I mean, I enjoyed Damian Priest. And I like him, and I think he could have had a better run with it. Like literally, the thing why about NXT to Gargano. Yeah. That's this. That completely goes against everything that it, NXT is. You build a guy, they get good, send them to the main roster. You well, don't build the a guy, is, get them good, and keep them there. If they were gonna give, because there was there was two matches where they kind of linked hand in hand, the main event and this. Mm. If one of them was gonna win, they chose the wrong one person yeah. to win. Yeah, if, Damian Priest's reign should have been so much longer. Yeah, it feels like Huni just won it. Really, is it, this is first defensive. Huni even defend it no. against. He defended against like Cameron Grimes once, yeah. I think. Yeah, which you know, again, he could have had a longer reign. And Damian yeah. Priest is genuinely a really good wrestler, and personality-wise, he's brilliant. I can't he's remember brilliant. the last North American title reign I was proper invested in. Keith Lee. Yeah, but even that, like, mm. he lost it quite soon, didn't he? Yeah. Well, no, he didn't lose it. He well, he won like, it. He won the NXT title and vacated uh, yeah, North America, yeah, and then lost the NXT title like a month later. Yeah, he was just like, I believe. There is equalness here in NXT. And Why are you I, Kermit the Frog? That's how, <laughs> that's so how, he, that's how Keith Lee sounds. I'm, I'm Kermit. I believe. <laughs> anyway. I believe. Um, he, he, I believe. Every day is a good day when you paint. Anyway, um, next, next segment, because this is actually really good, the next segment. Oh, shit, yeah. Mm. So, um, you know me. Uh, I love the British people. British wrestling in general and fucking Pete Dunn Pete you're done Pete fucking done and he's, he's ripped he's he so is. jacked he's ripped he's, 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 he, he um, came back to the UK just uh, as COVID was 
How, yeah. Uh, does he so live in? So he, does he live in Florida? He was at NXT UK tapings. He was yeah. there and he had a couple of matches. He, no, he but was, now he's in America, so I'm confused because aren't there like border restrictions and stuff from there? Well, it's business. Well, it's for business. the WWE. Yeah, because yeah, obviously I was thinking WWE is like obviously they're friends with Trump, so they can get around it. But then mm. it was making me think maybe Pac can return to AEW. I was like, oh, oh my please, oh, yeah. Um, but basically, Pat McAfee came out and cut a promo with Owen and Lorkin, who are the new tag team. Owen and Lorkin. That's what their name is. Only Lorcan and Danny Birch. Okay. Only, you said only oh, and Lorcan. Yeah. <laughs> um, only Lorcan and Danny yeah, Birch. Yeah, did you see the return from Pete and Dunn? Mad. <laughs> um, so he came out, established that, yeah, no one credited me for how good my match, my match was with Adam Cole. And it was, it, was a re- it, was, it was a good match for his debut. And someone as skilled as Adam Cole, you'd love that to be your debut match in NXT. Anyway, um... Calls out Undisputed Era. Uh, I think it was Kyle O'Reilly who came down to the ring. It was, yes. What they should have done there was put Roddy Strong down to because the ring. Because it's full circle. Yeah. Because Roderick Strong turned on Pete Dunne like years ago. Right. So when they're about I to win the same the, thing. When they're about to win the NXT, uh, the Dusty Road Classic, uh, it was in the final. It was Roderick Strong and... Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly no, in a team. No, no. It was Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne. Yeah. And then Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly in a team. Yeah. And, and I believe Sanity... Was it at that time? No, no, they were in the. No, they were the it was sanity. It was they sanity. were the champions at the time. Yeah, because it was a, the the final was a triple threat match, the tag titles. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so Pete Dunne hit the bitter end, goes or the X Plex in the bitter end or whatever. Yeah, he turned on Carlo Roddy immediately. And then yeah. he goes to pin and Carl and um, was in Roddy Strong just like breaks up the pin and he's like, oh shit, what's happening? And that was a that was a mad shock. Yeah. yeah. So they, they did bring out the wrong guy. But anyway, um, Pete Dunne comes down to the ring. And Immediately fucking... turns to Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> oh, mate, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Just Good beat, to see him back. Beats really the shit out yeah, of him. Yeah, of course. Good to see him. Why, I mean, if anything, this should this guy should be the one winning the North American title. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> like, if oh, anything. Pete Dunne should have everything. missed the opportunity there. The fact that he's owned, the only title that he's, hold, he's, he's held in uh, NXT is... The NXT UK Championship. No, he held the tag with the tag, well, yeah. Yeah. Rosaweights. Tag. Yeah, and then, well, and then there was Mustache Mountain as well. Um, but still, he's 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 been in the the, the WWE for what five years now, six years. Oh now. wow, yeah, uh, yeah. And he's time. only ever held two two titles. He's a bit, yeah. little bit. He, he's a great. He's he's very good. He's very young he as well. He's yeah. still There's young. There's still and so fresh. much more he can do. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's the thing. Um, but anyway, I'm very, very excited for the future of Pete Dunne um, because, you know, he's from, from, from the ends. Indeed. And I'm very... The I'm, ends, fam. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, bro. Oh, God. Um, well, I'm, just excited, I'm just excited that, that Pete Dunne's back and we've got some real wrestlers who I can actually get behind. Um, but anyway. Oof. Tom, what do, we, do, what do we have next, Tom? Or Sandals Escobar versus Drake Atlas. Once again, I'll stay quiet because I didn't watch this. <laughs> um, I, I watched this sort of. I sort of skipped through it because... I love Jake Atlas. I followed him all along the indies. Uh, he was part of Santino's brother wrestling academy. Um, uh, I followed Jake Atlas on um, PWG. Yeah, he wrestled there. He's a very, he's a really good young wrestler, and he's got so much to learn. And he had I, a really good match with Jungle Boy at Battle of Los Angeles last year. That's like the only match I've seen. From yeah, him now, so I thought, like right from there, I was sold on him. Um, and Atlas was obviously in the oh, what's the tournament it was in the. What's the one when they had that weird point system where Maverick fought for his life? The Cruiserweight Championship tournament. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously, um, yeah, he, he did really well in that. He didn't win, but he still he still did really well. And Santos Escobar is is the friends with, who is it, Sean? Um, Raul Mendoza and... Mendoza and Wild. Fucking Wild. Yeah, so... Formerly DJZ in Impact. 
Oh, wow. Um, so they were about to... Uh, sorry, well, Atlas was never going to win against the Cruiserweight title, but it was a non-title match anyway. Um, it was a non-title? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a non-title oh, match. What's the point? Which is, yeah. <laughs> don't put a non-title match then. on a pay-per-view. Unless, the, unless, like, the other person who's not the champion is going to win. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that was literally it. Um, Decent and, match overall, I think. It, yeah. yeah, it was all right. <laughs> I can't get behind. I can't get behind Santos Escobar. Yeah. I, he's just. I don't know. He's like someone I just can't get behind. Like I can get behind Baron Corbin, and no one can because everyone hates him. I hear exactly. Baron, Baron Corbin. Santos Escobar's a bit like Jinder Mahal. I just can't see the point as him as a champion. I, I, he mm. had a really good match with um. Was it Swerve Scott? Yeah. Taking thirty one. That was mm-hmm. a really good match. I think he's very good in the ring, but. I think his gimmick is just quite redundant. Yeah, it's very yeah. basic. I don't know, yeah. Very basic. Whereas mm. uh, Atlas is such a good underdog. He's very good. Mm. Um, but anyway, Mendoza picked up the win. Yeah. Um, and then up next, we had the Haunted House of Terror match, Cameron Grimes versus Dexter Lewis. I'll first say Did that you I, see this one, Tom? Yeah, I didn't, what like, think it? I didn't like it. I'm mm. not going to lie. I know it's Halloween Havoc and stuff, but I thought... That was just a bit too over the top. Like, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. they could have had the match just them two in a house. I think the issue was all these like other like side characters are in this match, like zombies and shit. And I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I wasn't really about it. Obviously, like I said, wrestling can literally be anything you want. Yeah. I just personally, in my opinion, wasn't a fan of this. But, but yeah. you can more get, power to you. Fine. More power to you if you like to. Yeah. Obviously. But um, you can get behind both people in the match because they're both. Ca- Cameron Grimes is a huge character-based guy, and Dexter Loomis is just a fucking beast, right? Yeah, Dexter man. Loomis um, obviously destroyed, literally destroyed Champa in one of his shortest um, pay-per-view matches of all time. Did you ever see um, Dexter Loomis in the thing he did with Mr. Kennedy in TNA? No. I think I might have told you about this before. He was Sam Shaw in TNA, and they had a feud, basically, where um, I think Mr. Anderson broke into Dexter Loomis's house. Oh, yes. But it wasn't yeah. like his actual house, like a, a house they rented. And as they're walking around, he's like walking around looking for, De- uh, for the Dexter Loomis. He was in like a toddler's room, like a child girl's room. It's all pink and everywhere. And then Dexter Lewis walks in. He's like, what are you doing in my room? <laughs> what are you doing in my swamp? But Lewis, yeah. Lewis is genuinely, he's, he's, he's someone everyone could get behind because he's so dominant. Dom, dom, he's just like a, he's like a silent killer. Dominant. Like he doesn't yeah. say much. He just goes yeah. out and does his job. I think that's a really cool character to have. But what was that really shit match um, that we saw in a house? House of Horrors? Orton Wyatt. Was it Orton Wyatt? Orton Wyatt, yeah. Yeah, that House of Horrors. Sucked wasn't ass. It? it was Dust so moment, shit. Yeah. And they're pl- I'm betting they're going to try and bring that back for the fucking Fiend, aren't they? Oh, no, yeah. No, no, they, they've learned, surely. <laughs> they'll, mm. they, well, did the, they did the Firefly Funhouse match, and that was really good. And they don't need any more matches with the Fiend like that. They just need in-ring matches because he's really good. Well, I, this, no, I'm very open to more cinematic stuff with him. Oh, yeah, the theme was great. needs very, to be very, given full creative control. I'm very to open to it. Yeah, I agree with you, Sean. Mm. I agree with he that. He needs to be able to do anything yeah. and everything. Let him. Do exactly. not say anything. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, um, this match, like a, it was like a to-be-continued yeah. kind of thing. Which so, was interesting. So, because right after that, we went to Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez, which... I didn't get to catch, which I'm really annoyed about because I love both of them and I heard it was really mm. good, but you guys can talk about this. Yeah, so um, it was genuinely like Ripley and both Ripley and Gonzalez are both amazing in-ring competitors. Um, and it, all in all, good wrestling match. Nothing else much to say. They're the um, powerhouses of the women's division. Yeah. They're the, they're the mitochondria. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the match ended with Gonzalez lifting Ripley over the head for the one-arm powerbomb. 
uh, and then Ripley counters and sends her face first into the turnbuckles. Ripley stays on Gonzalez and hits the riptide in the middle of the ring for the pin for the win. That was it. For the pin. For Glad we won. I'd like to see her back in the title scene yeah. soon. 100%. Yeah. I think, it I think was, she got, she got, she done, got dirty. done so dirty. Could you imagine if Ripley won at Mania? The scenes. Uh, oh, God. Thing is, I was fine with Charlotte Flair winning it. I just wanted her to like have a good reign with it. I wanted her to, like, what she was meant to do with that was to elevate the whole exactly, thing. That's her thing. Like, she I'll come in, I'll win the title, I'll elevate everyone, and she just didn't. The thing is, when she won it, all, every match she was having was really good. Like, yeah. She had that match with Liv Morgan, was really good. Yeah. Her match, she had like a singles one with Eo, uh, I think. She, she had one with, Asuka, Mi- one with Mia Yim. Yeah. Her, the match she had with Asuka were really good, too. Yeah. But I just remember she and was like, the on a roll, threat, and the triple threat was really good. She lost it. She could have. A, she could have had a really good reign. She it's just they only won it. She they only gave it to her as a, as a statistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be a statistic. That's just to be like she, her. you know, she won. Exactly. She won the year. Uh, she yeah. won the Royal Rumble, and she went on to win. And the they they NXT did it at title. the expense of Rhea Ripley. who, yeah. my God, like I and said, and then Rhea back in Ripley November, got crushed in the tri- triple threat with yeah. Io Shirai, where she got. She she was in a figure four leg lock, then got moonsaulted. Yeah. Oh my! And then got, yeah. she got double beat. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, hopefully now that she's uh, now that she's now that she's won this match, hopefully you know against Gonzalez. Hopefully this means yeah, that I mean, they'll put like her I, back. Like in I said with Survivor Series, too. she was incredibly over on yeah. such a yes, role, so. and like I just don't get how you can butcher something like that. Like it's so easy to just keep that going, mm-hmm. just keep her dominant, and just did you guys? She, sorry, yeah. continue. Did you guys see? Um, there was a little weird promo with Maverick, um, and he was dressed as Hulk Hogan. Let me get the image up now. Well, um, him and Dana are a team now, aren't they? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what the they're, promo. They're winning the Dusty Tag Drake team Maverick and Killian Dane. There you go. That was it. Was um, Drake Maverick just fucking dressed up in his Halloween costume? And um, ba- uh, 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 the, who's on commentary? It's Wade Barrett and um, fuck. What's the NXT guy's name? Oh, um, uh, hang on! I'll find it. I'll find it now. I'll find it now. Give me two yeah, seconds. Uh, Sean, talk it's about a new something. guy, isn't it? Is it? Is it Mike Rome? Or is no Mike Rome is an announcer, isn't he? Can't be. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not sure. I know Beth Phoenix is on it, isn't she? Yeah, she does a bit every now and again, and then obviously you got Weird Barrett now. Which side note, I actually uh, Vic, quite like. It's side. Vic uh, something. Oh, Vic Joseph. Yeah, yeah. and he was dressed up as as uh, Wally. I'm not gonna say Waldo. <laughs> Weird Barrett was dressed up as Bad News Barrett. Yeah, which <laughs> is cheated. really, which is really funny. Yeah, I miss I miss him so much. Yeah, I would love to see him in the ring again. He was very I'm good. I'm fine with him on commentary. He's really yeah, I, I, I am fine good. with him on commentary. Yeah. But if there was the opportunity to see him in the ring again, like yeah. I'd I'd happily do it. We should book him for shoots and jobs wrestling. 100%. 100%. Yeah, we'll just book him. He's we'll from Manchester. Everyone. He's from yeah. Bad News. Wait, wait, no, no, he's, he's from Preston. Preston. He's from Preston. Preston yeah. Right, yeah. He does not sound like Which is close. Yeah, he doesn't sound. He's really posh. Really, yeah. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Yeah. Bad News Barrett is so much better that than, than, than Nexus Barrett. Yeah, such yeah. a good character. Barrett got better after Nexus was finished because mm-hmm. Nexus was terrible. I think yeah. Bad News Barrett, like 2015 kind of era. Yeah. I remember he had a few Fuck, intercontinental he rings. He was King of the Ring. He was King of the Ring. Is right. He was King Barrett and he, he won yeah. the IC title a couple of times. Yeah. He had a very good time. The issue is he always got played by injury. He'd always win he the did, title. Yeah. Do you guys remember League of Nations? Oh, oh wow! Yeah. What, what a stable that was! What Can you imagine thing. League of Nations versus Retribution? How good that would be! What the battle of the biggest fucking losers? <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> that was that was what pushed um, uh, De- both Del Rio and Barrett to leave WWE. Mm. It genuinely was. Good. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Get but, WWE but, the fuck out there. Um, <laughs> to not blame them because it was Del Rio, uh, Barrett, Sheamus, Sheamus and Rusev. And Rusev. Rusev, yeah. Oh my days! I, I don't know. <laughs> 
Anyway, um, and then... Part two of the uh, Haunted House of Terror. Did you see that match then at the end? Uh, I saw a bit of it. So basically in part one, they were all fighting in this weird haunted house with this weird van. Um, And then they obviously drove away to the uh, performance center. Um, And then what happened at the end of the match is like... Well, I'm just going to say first, the whole setup for the... Uh, for the whole of Halloween Havoc with all the... They had, like, smoke all over the ring. They had all this props on stage. And just the uh, the aesthetic of it was oh, yeah. beautiful. Um, but anyway, so... They really do a good job of, like, building the sets for their... Yeah. Like, especially uh, since lockdown, we had, like, In Your House. They built yeah, a great yeah, set yeah. for that. Yeah. They built a decent set for uh, the Great American Bash. They really do a lot with, like, making a good set. Making yeah. you feel like... This is Halloween. Everything's scary. You, I Halloween. thought we were about to sound like a, like a video game reviewer. <laughs> Halloween Havoc really makes you feel like Halloween. <laughs> yeah, like the, all the Spider-Man game movies. Like, Spider-Man makes you feel like Spider-Man. But it so does make you feel like Spider-Man. Have but, you played no, that Spider-Man yeah, game? Every review started with yeah, that. Yeah, it does. <laughs> anyway, we can go to the main event. Um, um, before... I just, I just want to say something really quickly. Go ahead. Um, about Dexter Loomis. Um, this whole, they had this little element where there were some zombies jumping on um, Loomis in. Loomis is back and stuff, and then he yeeted it on Cameron Grimes for the win. Um, and I just want to say something like that really works for Dexter Loomis because he's this mysterious character. Um, and having all these zombies join him, join like they could have easily joined Grimes because Dexter Loomis is this weird. Um, you don't know much about him other than that he's this really dominant guy. Mm. Um, it just works really well. And I think WWE, well, NXT are really nailing the product that is Dexter Loomis at the moment. And I'm very excited to see him versus Pete Dunne for the uh, NXT Championship. Anyway, mm-hmm. Tom, mm-hmm. I know you hated the fuck out of this match. Well, no, no, I didn't. No, 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 we'll get, we'll get to it. The can finish I, can, I hated. Can I, can I just well, please, I hate, you, you, you can talk about it, but can I just please mention the, uh, the name of this match? Because I just oh, yeah. love this name. So this next match was the... <clears throat> Spin the wheel, make the deal for the NXT women's title. Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai, tables, ladders, and scares match. I just wanted to say that. Go That's ahead. the best name of a match I've ever heard. Okay, first of all, let me just say that this match was amazing. Yeah, like, that was never in of any co- doubt. Of course. Amazing. Like, everything yeah. surrounding the match was amazing. The only thing I didn't like was the result. We'll get to that, though. Everything in the match was amazing. Uh, Candice LeRae and Io Shirai have shown how much chemistry they have. Every match they've had has been fantastic. Uh, and yeah, there was lots of spots in this match. Um, Candice LeRae like hit a neckbreaker to her like through two tables. Uh, there was lots of sorts of, like chairs and whatnot. I think you were moonsaulted into chairs. And obviously the ending spot, I think you had you had the the screen mask person come and help Candice out, get on top of the ladder. Then Shotzi came out and did an electric chair to her into the steel chairs. Mm. Uh, Io and Candice both got on two different ladders. Uh, Candice managed to knock Io off. Uh, she was about to win the title. I was losing my fucking mind. I thought, <laughs> I thought that was it. Uh, but then uh, Io pushed her off the ladder through a, ta- a ladder on the outside. That spot. Did you see it, was awesome. it was awesome. It was really fucking awesome. It was but, nasty. Ooh, it was a but, nasty bump. It was a really nasty bump, but Candice is the type of person who can take those bumps. Yeah. And it was really fucking awesome. I've never, there's never been like a woman's bump like that before, I think. That's one of the maddest women's no, bumps I've yeah. ever seen. Uh, but... After that spot happened, uh, I switched off because I knew exactly what was going to happen yeah. right there. Uh, and Io won. And first of all, I'd like to say, don't get it twisted. Love Io Shirai. Mm. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. But uh, I said before this match started that if Candice doesn't win, then she's never going to win the title. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've just lost faith in how WWE are booking her now. 
especially given that Johnny won and she didn't. Because what now? What is she just gonna be? She's just gonna go back to being Johnny Gargano's wife again, mm-hmm. which we've had for four years now. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Do you know how tired we are? Uh. <laughs> but what really pissed me off is that um, is the spot at the end of how it happened is that the bump that Ayesha Rai took off the top of the ladder. Like, usually, if you're pushed off the ladder and you land flat on your back, yeah. that's you out. But she just got right And up then and... she looks up and she's like, oh, no, she's going to win. Suddenly, oh, she's back to feet and she can, fuck, she can fucking push a ladder down with a woman on top, right? And still climb and win, right? It just doesn't make any sense. Like I said, everything surrounding the match was amazing. It was just yeah. the, the result wasn't great. Even the finish was good because it was yeah. such an awesome yeah, spot. Yeah, it was a good, a good finish. finish. Such an awesome finish. Wrong way around. Wrong. She, yeah. yeah. But at the same been... time, I think Canada's taking that bump was cool. But she yeah. still could have taken it and maybe won. But either yeah. way, but I think it was a good finish in the sense that you won because that is a finish that puts someone out. Yeah. And it's an emphatic finish. But again, Canada's deserves so much better, man. Mm-hmm. It really sucks. Like I. Like I, like I said previously, this woman, before the women's revolution was going on in WWE, she was out in the indie. She was out in PWG, wrestling intergender. She was wrestling tag matches against the Young Bucks, having five-star matches with them. Yeah. One of my favorite matches of all time is her and someone who shall not be named against the Young Bucks in a guerrilla warfare match. It was mm-hmm. that match where the Young Bucks got a boot, put thumbtacks to Bobby and fucking super kicked her, and she was like bleeding everywhere. Was... And that's and she's amazing. Like it's she has done so much to progress women's wrestling. Yeah. yeah. And she comes to WWE and she's just a side character to Johnny Gargano's story. And I'm bored of it. I'm really it bored is. of it because she's so fucking good. And especially since she turned heel, she became yeah. so interesting. And this is something Definitely. she's never done before. And it's like, what's the point of turning her heel when nothing is gonna change? Yeah. When you're gonna keep no her being the behind. same old Candice LeRae who yeah. loses when it counts. And it's just a side piece of Johnny Gargano's storyline. Yeah. Anyway, run over. But, but anyway, that that is it. That was that was NXT's Halloween yeah. Havoc. Uh, Overall, general thoughts. The, was it was it a good show? Yeah, good show. I think it was one of yeah. the uh, NXT's, best, NXT's, NXT's best, best, best episode in a while. Yeah. yeah. All of the ones I've watched, which is I, I preferred it to In Your House. Um, Great mm. American Bash. It was better than that as well. Yeah. And NXT's Super Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Super Tuesday. <laughs> and well, also, AEW won the ratings wars. Oh wait! This week? No, no, no! I thought that NXT permanently moved to. No, they haven't. This is no. on Wednesdays. This ma- this this happened yesterday. Oh shit! This yeah, is, this is Thursday. But oh, what yeah. was that thing about Chris Jericho stating on Talk Is Jericho that um, NXT made the right move? Moving to well, I think they moved temporarily. Yeah, they they moved right, a right, couple right. times temporarily. Yeah, thinking about because their, rate, their, rate, their ratings went up when they were on Tuesday. Yeah, like as soon as a couple of weeks ago, whenever they they weren't on the same night, both of them did brilliantly. So I think it is smart for them to both Thursday move, night makes or for sense. one of them to move. Anyway, yeah. I'm interested to see mm. what the ratings are for this week. Yeah. Do you think they're out? Shall I have a look? Uh, I just checked Brian Alvarez's Twitter. They're not out no, yet. Yeah. yeah. Brian Alvarez. The replies to that are always fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Another win for the good guys. Yeah. Damn, it feels good to be elite. Okay, anyway. So that, that was Halloween Havoc. And, you know, as said, very, very good. I think it was a pretty decent pay-per-view. Or not pay-per-view. Uh, show overall. One it of the best. It felt like a pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did feel like a pay-per-view. It did, fair, yeah. Uh, but now, for the pit you've all been waiting for here. Last night, the review A-E-Dub. of... A-E-Dub. I'll say I didn't watch it last night. That's the first time in a long time I didn't mm. watch AEW. I didn't watch it, but I did catch a lot of the highlights yeah. this morning and a lot. I watched a couple of the matches. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, we start off the night 
with the world title eliminator semi-final Hangman Adam Page versus Wardlow. This pretty good. It was I thought it was a pretty good match. I think they had a good a good mix between uh, Wardlow's big guy who like is just no selling all of Page's moves, and then the defiance, be, defiant babyface Adam Page, and I mean of course of course Page won. Page was always going to win. He is now in the final. Who you know, and he's going to be facing someone who knows. Guess we'll find out later. Oh, oh, oh my god, who is it? Who is it? Oh my god, I know. You you'd never you'll never guess who it is. Uh, but then the next match Me we had. Him. <laughs> the next match we had Matt Seidel formerly Evan Bourne of WB and Eddie Kingston obviously this is running up to Eddie Kingston's match with uh, with John Moxley at full gear the, before the match we had a brief promo from John Moxley ahead of this match where I thought it was a great promo did you did, did, uh, did you catch the promo Tom that Moxley uh, cut Oh, I heard about it. It was, it was quite good. It was one of them sort of brooding John Moxley uh, promos where he's just sitting talking about stuff and he's talking like an absolute psychopath and he's talking about how great AEW is and how this is the place where people come and they get their skulls knocked in. And I thought that was a really good setup because I am looking forward to the Eddie Kingston match. But then in the match, obviously, God, Eddie I Kingston ho- I hope Eddie Kingston wins Seidel. Moxley. I, ho- I want Eddie Kingston as a world champion, man. Mm. But yeah, so uh, obviously Kingston, Kingston squashed Matt Seidel. Yeah. Uh, put a ball. He. It was a weird because normally Kingston is just a brawler, but in this, be be he, in in this match he chose he chose to beat Seidel with a sort of a rear naked choke kind of thing. The same you that oh, that Moxley used, used yeah. against him. I think it's a bulldog choke. Bulldog choke. Bulldog yeah. choke. That's it. That used him for a submission win, and after the match. He forced uh, Seidel to say "I quit" Ooh. because obviously that's a power the, move right there. The match is between uh, between Kingston and Moxley is going to be an "I quit" match, but there was a weird moment afterwards when once he forced Seidel to say "I quit," he then uh, he then sort of sat down himself and he kind of apologized to Moxley, saying that he's sorry, which was quite weird. But I think it is interesting because so it's, it's, it's going to be a bait and switch. Yeah, because it's a. Uh, it's adding layers. It's adding layers to Kings to Kingston's character. He's not just you know this big brawler guy. He is sorry, and it mixes in with what he said last mm-hmm. week. Whenever he said that, like I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be like this. But you've made me. So I th- I think it's quite interesting. I thought it, I thought it was you know for what it was, it was a good segment. And then one a uh, a segment that I, I don't really know how I feel about. Excalibur, the commentator, sits down with. FTR and the Young Bucks. FTR were in a different place, just being phoned in, and he was in the place with the Young Bucks. And they were talking about their upcoming match, and the Bucks did a fair bit of trash talking, and then eventually FTR left, but just before the end, the Young Bucks said that if they don't win the tag titles at full gear, they will never challenge for them again. Oh my God, no way. As it. What? I don't care. Like, you know, this is now the second time in AEW well, history. The Young Bucks said that. The Young Bucks has said that if they don't win at full gear, they'll never challenge for the tag titles again. Guess they're winning then. Guess <laughs> they're win. So for, now the, for the second time in consecutive years, an AEW executive, executive member has said that if they don't win the title, they'll never challenge That's again. Shit, Following right. on from what Cody did, this exact same thing last year at Full Gear, where he said, if I don't beat Jericho, 
I'm never challenged you know, for the that's, game. That's shit because the difference between Cody and yeah. and the Young Bucks is that one, the Young Bucks are a tag team and yeah. Cody's not. But also the fact that um, fucking the Young Bucks are the best tag team in there in the yeah. division. Yeah. What the, you the think? Ta- well, they're one of them. They are one well, of the top two tag they're, teams they're in the world. They're not my favorite team in the division. Mm. But like, bounce, 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 best friends. But this I just seems like, it, for me, it just seems like they're just trying to build up hype because I don't know how they have, how AEW have somehow managed to not botch, but they've not handled FTR versus the Young Bucks as well as they could. Mm-hmm. They've not built it up as much as they could because you, it seems like it's so easy to book. And they did really well at start, but it's kind of falling off a little bit. And for me, this just seemed like a way to kind of up the ante. Uh, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, surely the Young Bucks have to win now. Surely. They're not going to lose. You can't not have the Young Bucks ever. Like, I don't want the Young I don't want the young Bucks to win this one. I want FDR to retain because mm-hmm. I don't think they're finished as the, ti- as the champions yet. But the Young Bucks have to win because I want the Young Bucks to be the champions at some point. And I don't want them to lose, say, okay, we're never doing this again, and then just go back on their word. I don't want that to happen either. So I guess I guess the Young Bucks are winning. But yes, and anyway, oh, the next segment was fantastic, as it always is. The Inner Circle Town Hall meeting. Oh, my days. I saw a couple highlights. Did you see any of this, Fergus? I saw, I saw the bit when Eric Bischoff came out. which I, was I so saw Peter Avalon try to join the Inner Circle. <laughs> Yeah, so basically... Oh, this... wait, did you see um what happened on Dark this past week? No. So Peter Avalon and Brandon Cutler have had a feud on Dark for like six months straight. They teamed yeah, up for a like bit. Yeah, for like every dark day of the match. Well, they teamed up for a bit. Mm-hmm. And basically the storyline going is like they've never won, neither of them. Yeah. This week, oh, yeah, really they had a match two weeks ago where it was a draw. And so this week, they had a match no DQ... And Brandon Cutler got yeah, the Brandon first win in AEW. I saw that because I saw his oh, record shit. is his record now is one twenty five and two. And two. Yeah, something ridiculous yeah. like that. But he finally got the dub. That was brilliant. Yeah, I thought I just mentioned that because that's that's actually been like a really entertaining feud because yeah. it's on like BTE and mm. it's on Dark. But mm. I thought I'd mention that. Mm. Well, <laughs> yes. Anyway, the town hall meeting to determine whether MJF would be allowed to join the inner circle. The thing that I really like about this is AEW, especially in this Jericho Moxley thing, uh, no, sorry, not Jericho Moxley, Jericho MJF thing and MJF Moxley previously, they like to do this thing where it's almost, it feels very presidential. Like they had a debate, they're having a town hall discussion, MJF was basically promoting himself and doing the rounds and like, vote for MJF as your new champion. And MGF has this whole presidential feel about him, which I think is quite a cool and gimmick. I fucking love it. I yeah, love it. I love it. And now, so this town hall discussion it started off with, uh, you know, I so said we had we had Eric Bischoff, who I think I think Eric Bischoff has been used brilliantly in AEW. Mm-hmm. He's not an authority figure. He just sort of comes out, holds these town hall things, the, is a moderator, and then leaves. I think he's brilliant. And then we had some of the AEW roster ask some questions. We had Luchasaurus in what was a fantastic... Do you know Luchasaurus has a master's degree? Really? He's a master's in, like, he, economics or something. He's 66 like million years old. Yeah, he's 60... Yeah. <laughs> but he came oh, out sick. and he, like, you know, when his full set up, his mask and all, and he started talking to MJF and said, 
So uh, I have a master's and I'd just like to know uh, what's your opinion on if you join the inner circle, how will that economically benefit the inner circle? Because That's I have a brilliant. master's degree and you don't. That's yes, brilliant. it's a really sophisticated Do you question. Remember when Orange Cassidy and Jagger had the debate and Orange yeah. Cassidy talked about like climate change or some <laughs> shit? Yeah, he just, well, he just said nothing. Then he went on that yeah, big rant. I remember that. Well, yeah. And then we also had uh, Britt Baker asking a question about how... Yeah, yeah. So his ba- track Baker, record yeah, asked friends, how the champion feels about how his track record and betrayal of friendships, and then Peter Avalon. As I said Peter Avalon just came out and said, "I'm going to shoot my shot. Can I join the inner circle?" And they <laughs> sort of laughed him off and said, "No, go away." Uh, but yeah, there was a lot, and then MJF and Jericho sort of started arguing a little bit, and it basically it all boiled down to Jericho saying. Well, the one, oh, sorry, MJF saying, I've done this, I've done this, I've gotten you a really rare stake, I've given you a brilliant promo, I've given you friendship, I've given you presence. What more do I have to do to join the inner circle? And Jericho says, You've not beaten me yet. <gasps> Oi, that would be such a good match. And so well, basically, it's been confirmed for full gear MJF versus Chris Jericho. Yeah. It's been confirmed. Yep. It's happening. If, Jer- if MJF that wins. looking good now. If that MJF is really looking good. stacked. If MJF yeah. wins. He's joining the inner circle. I love that but so much. that is not all. Oh. San, was it Santana or Ortiz? I don't know. I believe it was Santana. They've got issues. Yeah, Santana came out and said, I'm sorry, Ortiz cut him off and said that, Ortiz came in and said to MGF, I don't like you. Sammy doesn't like you. Santana is sort of a bit on the ropes. You're we a don't, fucking we wanker. We don't want you. Oh, we don't okay. want you here. So we don't want you here. So don't think that if you if you can beat Jericho, don't think that means that we're on your side because we're still not. You still have to get us. Oh, um, which I, again sad. I thought. I think MJF just needs a friend. Yeah, I mean, you know I think what I mean? this is really interesting. Get him a dog. <laughs> get him a dog. <laughs> because there is there was some speculation that if because if, if, if MJF. Oh God! <laughs> Turn Wardlow into a furry. Dressed Luchasaurus. <laughs> Make Wardlow into a furry. Furry saurus. That's that's Tom's gimmick. Well, Wardlow is furry the war- he's called the War Dog, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> we should book a furry Wardlow for SJW. <laughs> what has this podcast come to? It's all gone to shit since we came to the studio. Mm. But uh, yeah, speaking of being in studio, we are close to being out of time. So I'm gonna I am gonna skim over some of the rest of what happened in the on the night lumberjack match for the TNT Championship. Cody beat Orange Cassidy. I, I don't fucking care. I heard this Cody. wasn't that great. It wasn't that great. I heard Cody won it in a really heelish way as well. Uh, when he, like the lumberjacks yeah. involved themselves. The, yeah, yeah. The lumberjacks happened. got involved. The uh, the Dark Order got involved, and I think it was. Uh, Who's who's the who's the guy the really small guy John Silver John Silver that's it, he came in, one Dark Order member came in distracted the ref while John Small came in John Silver came in pump kicked Cassidy in the face, (laughs) Cody didn't see that, and then Cody threw him out of the ring and then hit a crossroads so he didn't know it's like he didn't know that he got the advantage but he still did, Uh, and then he won there was however a really good moment where. All the lumberjacks started fighting outside the ring, which of course they always do. And yeah. Cody superplexed 
Cassidy from the top rope oh, into the crowd, yeah. into the crowd, which was brilliant. But anyway, yeah, I mean, Cody is still the TNT champion. I don't really care. Is Cody versus Darby confirmed mm. full gear. Darby yeah. better Boy. be fucking goddamn. Oh he would be God. he would be such a good person to drop it he's, to he's, because he's Darby's finished if he doesn't win. He's finished. Mm. Yeah, he's done out here. Yeah. But yes, the next match was for the NWA Women's Championship. Oh, yeah, so Serena Deeb defending, defending against uh, Layla Hirsch. And I yeah, this was pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, uh, I, I missed it, I'm not going to lie. Uh, but yeah, I mean... Serena Deeb retained. Serena believe. Deeb retained. But then afterwards, I believe uh, Hikaru, not Hikaru, yeah, Hikaru Shida came out and... Yeah, so Akarashida versus Nyla Rose it's was made official for full, full gear. gear. Even though there's been no build because... Because they don't give a fucking goddamn shit they about their the women's NWA women's champion on their show, but not the fucking AEW women's yeah. champion. But yeah, that's also because um, Thunder Rosa was the NWA women's champion. So now I believe AEW and WWE are both kind of like in a bidding war for her, Yeah, for Thunder Rosa, which... AEW needs her man. Yes, because they did you see did you see her. what she put on her Instagram story? I did not. She puts she puts on an Instagram story of like she basically just like wrote WWE question mark NWA question mark AEW question mark basically on her arse cheek oh. and just posted that on her Instagram story. So if you want to go on the cool. if you if you have time go on Thunder Rose's Instagram story. Yeah, I think AEW needs her. Yeah, like, their women's division like needs someone like that. Yeah. Like I said, the women's division is still good. It's just. Credibility wise, someone like her would be great for the division because yeah. they would actually take her seriously, maybe. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But we'll have to see. Uh, the next match, Sean Spears defeated VSK. Don't know who that even is. Moving swiftly. Yeah, who on. the hell is Sean Spears? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the main event was a very good one. The world title eliminator semi final match Penta L0M versus Kenny Omega. Now, Penta was defeated by his brother Ray Phoenix in the last yeah. round, but I believe Phoenix had an I got an injury. He sustained an injury, so Eddie Kingston subbed in, subbed in his brother Penta, Penta yeah. for yeah, the match yeah, yeah. against uh, Kenny Omega, which I'm okay with because these two had a brilliant yeah. match. I didn't catch all of it, but I watched fair bits of it, and there was a really, really, it was a really, really good match, and of course. Of course, Omega won, <laughs> setting up the uh, setting so up the, setting up the final at full gear. Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page, winner to Here become the number go. one contender it's for happening. the AEW so World so title. Bang. That could be a match I of the year. I right cannot wait for this. I hope that lives up because that could be a match of the year right there, man. Easily, as you said, Tom. Full gear is looking. Do you want to run through really the card good. real quick before we yeah, end up the show? Yeah, go for it. What do we got? So we have Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega in the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Final with the winner receiving a future AEW World Championship match. We have Cody defending the AEW TNT Championship against Darby Allin. We have FTR defending the Tag Titles against the Young Bucks where stipulation is if they lose, they will never challenge. Uh, Moxie defends his world title against Eddie Kingston in an I Quit match. Matt Hardy versus Sammy Gravara in the Elite Deletion Hikaru Shida defends against Nyla Rose. Joker versus MGF with Inner Circle membership on the line. And on the pre-show is now Orange Cassidy versus John Silver because he interfered in that match. So, yeah. Oh, I awesome. think that would actually be all right, to be fair, because yeah. John Silver's actually good. It'll He's be decent, hilarious. Decent. But I guess we can wrap up the podcast here. First ever studio episode. Are we doing the... Oh, wait, should we do the Hall of Fame? I was going to say, we should, mm. we, should, we should nominate our inductees before we Let's end the show. Let's do it first, and we'll post a poll onto the Shoots and Jobbers Twitter, at Shoots and Jobbers. Who wants to start? I think I'll start um, just because I, I am. 
Um, all I want to say is we've joked about this man for a while um, on the podcast um, because he sort of came into our lives at a special moment. One of our first sort of big shows was Money in the Bank. That was, uh, we, we did quite well numbers wise. And it was just a very, it was one of, I, I could say it's one of our favorite pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Um, it kept us quite happy in lockdown. Just say who it is. Just it's my nominee is Otis. Who? O- who? Who? Look, look, we can't forget. I think he should be our first. Ooh, I think ooh, he should ooh. be our first inductee because we are removing it. He's le- sorry. He's left the podcast and I think he should be remembered. He sold out. He, he did sell out. <laughs> so Otis, uh, if he gets inducted, we will never mention his name ever on Twitter or anything on the podcast ever again. Okay. Uh, I'll make my nomination. Uh, Candice DeRay. Let's get her some fucking glory finally. She can't win the AC Women's Championship. I want her in my Hall of Fame. Give her something she fucking deserves. Candice DeRay is my nomination. Excellent. My my nomination is yeah, it's a female. It's a woman who I think we all Hustle look Malone. up. To. <laughs> <That's sad. laughs> I, th- I think one of quite easily she is one of the best women's wrestlers in WWE, if not the world. She is amazing. Oh. We know her. We love her. It's of course Nia Jax. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> You're actually, yeah, actually, okay. actually nominated Nia Jax. No, yeah, I'm, I'm being serious because, uh, as of course, you know, she is. Why did you oh, she, if she fucking wins. <laughs> <laughs> Nia Jax, of, we should like. Pay so a, shit. We should try and get a cameo to Nia Jax. No, we should. Wins. Um, we, all, our Hall of Fame should be decided in a triple threat match in SJW. <laughs> so, Cameron's <laughs> always and Nia Jax should have a triple threat for SJW. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, be sure to let us know on Twitter at Shoots and Jobbers. N Jobbers. That's yeah. letter N on Twitter. Uh, and you can also follow us on Twitter at Tops of Wrestling, at Sean Carraher7, at Fergus Adley. You can find me and Fergus both on YouTube as well. You can also find the Shoots and Jobbers YouTube channel, which hasn't been active for six months. Apologies, <laughs> I wonder whose fault that is. Remember when we had a, cha- <laughs> when we had a YouTube channel? La, la, we had a la, weekly error segment. <laughs> we had everything. Yeah, speaking of. If any of you have any ideas <laughs> of what we could do on the podcast, maybe I'm an extra you, segment, because we, we could do that, but that I feel like we could do that as a separate thing could, on like yeah. a YouTube channel. Yeah. But we used to do the error segment where we just discuss any sort of error in, in wrestling. You know, we did the, the first ever UK tournament. We did all sorts of stuff. So if you have any ideas on what we could do for the podcast going forward, let us know. And as always, if you, if you enjoyed this podcast, yeah, like, subscribe, share, but talk to us. Get at us on Twitter. Get at us in the comments. And Do vote something. for Candice LeRae. For the vote for us on Twitter. Let us, fame. Let us know. Are you enjoying the podcast? What more could we do? Let us know. Let us know if uh, any shows that you know are happening around the country. Especially um, indie shows, yeah. Yeah, because, well, it's, uh, I mean, it's a bit of a hard at the moment because every is, fucking, it is, every course, fucking county anything is going to do. Yeah. yeah, even if it's Twitch matches that we can just live, watch live, yeah. or, or mm. anything on Fight TV or Fight Pass or whatever. Yeah. Well, um, I think that concludes the podcast then and That's so it. for the first time ever in the studio all aboard the tamina train